Hello, and welcome to The Bigger Truth in Tech. I'm your host, Scott Sinclair, and today I'm joined by Piyush Mehta from Data Dynamics. Our discussion is going to focus on the topics of data democratization and control, and we're going to cover some of the new risks and opportunities that are likely to emerge from this changing landscape. Piyush, welcome. I'm excited to have you on. You know, I've been wanting to have this conversation with you for a while, but why don't you kick us off by providing a quick introduction of, of yourself and your background. So Scott, great to be on. Thanks for having me. We have been on this journey around trying to help enterprise customers understand the need to turn into custodians of data rather than owners of the data. And that journey has been going on since I started uh, with Data Dynamics about nine years ago. From my standpoint, uh, background is actually accounting and finance. So got into technology in, in an odd way. But the goal was to really help bring business value into the technology segment. And uh, data democratization is truly something that's uh, true to my heart and helping drive that is something that we're really focused on. You know, for, for those listening, this, is, this conversation that we're having right now is really a follow-up to an amazing conversation that I had earlier with Piyush. Piyush, you have a very fascinating perspective on the ideas of data ownership and data democratization, uh, where it is today and where it's headed in the future. For our listeners, can you elaborate a little bit on that perspective? Sure. As you start seeing the evolution of technology, digitalization, we are all creating footprints literally every second, every minute of the day, uh, whether it be that Instagram post, whether it be the LinkedIn uh, write up, whether it be an email, whether it be a text message, every single thing we do, whether it be a picture that we send somebody is creating a digital footprint. Today, those digital footprints are maintained and hosted and kept by the entities that actually are selling you the application associated to them, so whether it be Facebook, whether it be Instagram, whether it be someone like a Whole Foods where you go and shop or whether it be an Amazon. And I can go on and on. And if you think about that, every single thing from filling up gas to going and buying something uh, in a grocery store to a, a retail transaction to managing your finances, every aspect of your life has a, has a footprint that you're leaving. As such, every enterprise today is holding data about you and in some shape or form leveraging that data to sell you or to promote things that you may be interested in, whether that be to direct advertising, indirect marketing, whether it be to influencer buying, etc. We believe that that data truly does belong to the individual and not to the actual enterprise within which it is stored and hosted. And that's a true pivot to how you look at data and how you look at data ownership. And if you think about the likes of Facebook, which is hosting data or keeping data on billions of people around the world, is it truly their data? Does that data really belong to the individuals? And if it belongs to the individuals, how is it maintained? How is it managed? How is the access on granting of the access to use that data managed? And then who is commercially benefiting from that data? Today, I would unfortunately say that the majority of the commercial benefit from the data that gets generated is taken by the entities that actually host or, or store that data. That's the question or that's the premise that I believe is changing, which is where an individual is truly asking, hey, what are you doing with the data I've given you? And if you're using it for any purpose, I want to say. 
And if you look at regulatory reasons like GDPR, CCPA, et cetera, you're seeing a transformation take place from even government bodies, which are saying, hey, an individual should have more right to knowing more about what you're doing with their data, as well as potentially partake in any benefit. So it's a real change in how we view data ownership versus data stewardship. And that's the, that's the gist of the question. I really find that perspective, you know, fascinating and, and could really represent, and we'll get into this a little bit as we continue the conversation, but could really get into some really fascinating new risks and new business opportunities as we move forward. You know, when I think about it, one of the, the key characteristics of, of the gig economy was essentially this, you know, we as, you know, consumers, as, as individuals transition from not just being consumers of services, but also we've become part of the product that these companies are offering and building revenue off of because we're creating content, we're delivering insights about us and information and businesses are packaging up that information, not only using it for their own expertise, but also using that to create revenue. And we see that in our research. We see a majority of organizations are saying that some portion of the revenue right now is derived from uh, digital content or you know, some sort of you know, software that's generated that leverages data within their organization. So you see more and more businesses creating revenue streams, but all that is predicated on this concept that everything I create, everything I do on a platform is owned by the platform and it's no longer mine. But we do see with things like GDPR and privacy, where governments are starting to say, no, wait a minute, maybe people have more of a right to what their information is. And I'd love to kind of click into that, you know, where are some of the areas where you're seeing this start to happen now? Like everything else, it's a transformation that's going through a journey. If you look at things like the financial markets, open banking standards that are coming about, especially in Europe where you're sharing consumer information across banks for the use and benefit of the consumer. It's a step into that direction of who truly owns the data. If, you know, is the consumer whose information you have, and then tomorrow that consumer can take advantage of maybe another bank, maybe another institution that can offer them a benefit based on their profile, based on their characteristics. That's a step towards that journey of data democratization. You're also seeing that truly as something that's a must-have in healthcare. You know, today, healthcare is another vertical that you find that although everybody says, you know, I have it, my data about my health is mine. If you look at examples, you know, I'll give you a simple example. Uh, a family member recently had a knee replacement. When they finished and they went back to the orthopedic for a checkup, they were given a CD-ROM as a means to have access to their data. Well, that's not really a practical means of sharing that information. And by the way, all the information they have about them, uh, nobody really knows how it's being utilized or what's being utilized to market to them, whether it's through insurance companies, whether it's through medical device organizations, whether it's through pharmaceuticals. The point here is whether you look at healthcare, whether you look at financial services, you're seeing, and, and this is true of other, and other verticals as well, uh, retail, energy, and et cetera, that the need to understand that the sharing of data is a key component to driving to that eventual goal of true data democratization. I don't know if you're finding that in your research, that one of the things that we're seeing CISOs in enterprises trying to understand and build around is how does sharing work? in a secure manner outside of just their environment. And I don't know if you've 
done anything where you've asked something like that and gotten any feedback in terms of trends? It's a complex challenge. One stat that I do have that I was going to use to try to articulate the complexity of this problem is we did a recent research study and 60% of IT organizations agree that they regularly encounter issues with visibility across all their data. And a lot of that has to do with there's so much data and it's being so distributed. And um, security is a, is a huge challenge. Hitting compliance and regulatory requirements is a huge challenge because of the volume of data. And sharing of data is another key thing. This is something that, you know, anecdotally, I've heard tons of stories, typically in healthcare, of hospital stories of, of IT administrators saying, you know, you have a doctor that wants to maybe get an, a second opinion from another doctor that may be out of their organization, and they just fire up their own personal Dropbox and put okay. their, and put their right. patient's information on there. Well, that's, that's actually uh, against the regulatory requirements. So how do we secure that? How do you help people do this? When I think about, you know, healthcare in particular, it's something that's had to deal with these problems because it's so heavily regulated. But when I think about everything I read in terms of the future of healthcare and this concept of personalized medicine that people talk about mm -hmm. a lot, that in order to actually get to this concept of personalized medicine, we have to get to a world where I own my data. Because if, if the hospital owns my data and I move to a different doctor, then I have to recreate a whole new set of, of data for that organization. Okay. And it becomes, how does that manage and how does that live? And there's a whole bunch of things that I don't think we've thought about simply because, you know, going back to that 60% stat, organizations, many of them haven't really comprehended this idea of threshold of the idea of data has to stay allocated to an individual. And already 60% are having problems with visibility. You add this new level of complexity on there, I have to think IT organizations are, are nowhere prepared to manage data at this level of granularity, given the scale of modern organizations. I mean, if you think about it, most organizations are thinking monolithic in terms of how they're managing data. And it's within the organization, it's within the security and the firewalls that exist to ensure that they are protecting that data. They're also looking at the data ownership from a business unit standpoint not necessarily from the individual standpoint. So a wealth management may think I have data about a consumer. A retail bank division may think I have details about the consumer. A uh, mortgage lending aspect may think I have details about the consumer. Well, does the business unit own that data or does that single individual actually own it? And these people are actually custodians and stewards or should be good stewards of that data. And I think that dynamic, you're starting to see a recognition that, hey, I need to take that into consideration. And that changes the dynamics of many things. One, visibility into first and foremost, like you said, knowing where the data is, knowing what that data is, which I tend to agree with you that we're finding in, in most customers, a lack of understanding and visibility just because of the multitude of data that exists. I mean, you know, you're talking about petabytes and petabytes, billions of files sitting across an environment. So there's a lack of visibility to begin with. Now, on top of that, if we're turning the paradigm and saying, well, the individual should actually be the one who determines, or the, an individual could be an entity or anybody else who determines where and how you manage their data, it adds definitely a different twist to everything. You know, I brought up GDPR earlier, yep. and I know that the European countries tend to be more at the forefront of that in terms of driving that. And we see it all being adopted in places in the U.S. 
are you seeing any specific geographies or countries that you hear from your customers where you're starting to see more and more rumblings of, of this? Or is it still kind of predominantly, you know, something where it could happen in, in various areas? I think the first step that you're seeing is a lot of data sovereignty requirements coming out of countries like Brazil, like China, like India, like Indonesia, like Russia. That's a step towards, A, I need to understand the data of what I'm holding as an enterprise to be able to make sure I'm meeting those regulatory requirements. But that trend is also leading to a mindset of I as a regulator, I as the government want to protect the information of my people and empower them to manage and determine what and how it's used. And if you think about that philosophy, if that's going to come as a means to drive that democratization, it's going to come through that mindset shift. And if you look at it a bit differently, you know, my personal belief is data is absolutely the number one asset anybody owns because it determines every aspect of yourself. It's no longer just a monetary thing. You know, hard currency is important, but data determines trust, reliability, uh, a question of whether the person is good or bad in terms of perception. And you can, you know, you see what, what takes place in social media and in how you twist that. And that's all around leveraging and playing with data. So if data is the number one asset of an individual and in turn of the people within a, a country or state, then that becomes a very critical and integral area that must be empowered and must be protected. And I think that's where you're going to see a huge pivot. It's going to be derived by these small steps that are getting taken, but with the eventual goal that you as an individual will be empowered to determine what's the best means of use and manage, as well as partake, hopefully, in any benefit that gets derived. Let's narrow this down a little bit. Let's, kind of, let's focus on, you know, the administrators, the, yep. you know, IT administrators. You know, we continue to see this emergence of, you know, data ops as a concept, uh, often it's tied to more data science as well as application development. Again, more, you know, how do we leverage the data for, for more opportunities, but let's turn it around and let's focus on the risk. What are some of the risks you see with existing environments, especially around IT, where, you know, organizations may not be thinking about this, where all of a sudden there may be unexpected costs, unexpected, <laughs> basically big efforts that have to be consumed? So, you know, the, the challenge on the IT side is really interesting. We find that most organizations operate in a very siloed manner. So the data office or the data governance office is a, is a segment. A security team is a separate segment under the CISO. The CIO and the infrastructure team is a separate segment. And they really rarely are communicating where they're leveraging and breaking down those silos to drive a holistic approach to data management. And the risk becomes that if you don't break down the silo with the growth and the sheer amount of data and the challenge with managing it and the lack of visibility, as you kind of stated, based on your findings, as well as what we're seeing, you will end up with tremendous risk in terms of exposure of that data. You end up with tremendous risk in terms of just the lack of ability to grapple around that data. Uh, and that data, it starts with everything from understanding basic characteristics of it to getting into the content of it and to get into how and where the access and the management of that data is in terms of security. And if you think about each of those things that I just mentioned, they really do require a cross-functional understanding. So we're seeing 
risk actually increased quite a bit, especially when it comes to understanding where the data reside, what the data is, and who actually is touching that data as the key first step in this journey. And then obviously you move on as you evolve. And once you break down the silos and we're working with some customers who are actually further along in this journey and have actually created collaborative teams to address this. And, and, and first and foremost, from a risk mitigation standpoint, more than anything else. Are you seeing, you know, one area of, of the organization tend to take the lead in, in these customers that are more at the forefront? I believe the CDO and the data governance, data management organization is getting far more empowered in every organization. They are truly becoming that bridge between the business and security and the CIO because there is an understanding of each of those aspects within that CDO organization. So that organization is becoming the key central piece to driving a true data management strategy that is implemented based on standards, based on policies that gets deployed. And, and it's the one where you're led, truly not just driving governance, but you're driving intelligence, intelligent governance, leveraging the, the technology that's available today. I love that distinction of intelligent governance. You know, what are some specifics that differentiate, you know, maybe the way that traditional organizations think about data governance versus where maybe they sh should be evolving towards to achieve that intelligent governance? So I'll give you a statistic. We find that over 70% of data is not touched in over three years, which to me means that data gets created, stored, replicated copies and copies made, but not really utilized. So when I say intelligence governance, it's not just from an infrastructure standpoint and how you optimize, it's from a risk standpoint, because the more data that's out there, the more exposure you potentially have to rogue agents and to rogue ways of uh, misuse or mishandling of that data. When you look at it from that standpoint, an understanding of the data is an absolute first step. I don't think in the past, Compute power existed to be able to do the analysis and the correlations that exist today. So the ability to use GPUs to be able to scan and understand data, whether it's sitting locally or in a hybrid or in a cloud environment, empowers you to be at a different level of scalability in being able to do analysis in a time-oriented fashion that drives true value. So that becomes another piece that drives better governance, better hygiene, better management. And these are just some of the areas that we're seeing technology allow greater and better enablement and, and mitigate some of the risks that earlier you, you weren't able to. So governance in and of itself uh, is just saying, okay, I create a bunch of rules and then you know ask everybody to, to follow them. But intelligent governance truly is leveraging technology to not just better ensure compliance, but derive value out of the data. At the end of the day, that's the goal, right? If you can't derive value, storing data for the sake of storing it is an act of fruition. Yeah, and I love that concept. I think right now we're at the forefront of organizations understanding the ability to extract value from data, yeah. but I think we're, we're nowhere near them truly understanding the risk presented by more data. You know, your, your first comment, Maybe think, you know, as someone that's been in the storage industry for years, that the argument was, you know, you could always get approval to, to, to have one more copy uh, <laughs> of data, right? Because the idea was you had to protect it. The, the other big thing, that, and this is more anecdotal, is even organizations that had compliance standards and say, you know, for example, we need to keep this data for seven years. After seven years, they'd go to their legal team and say, okay, can we delete it now? And there was, a, and I heard this anecdotally from 
many organizations, there was almost a fear to say, well, I don't want my name on an email that says it's okay to delete. And we find out we need that data later. But what's interesting about that is the, the risk perspective in that story is all about the risk of you know, missing out on that opportunity. When in fact, there isn't a comprehension or of an understanding or evaluation of the risk that the data presents if it's not being used. I think that's something that we have a long way to go before we can truly quantify. The other thing that you brought up that we've only hinted at in this conversation is the locality of data continues to become more and more distributed. I mean, you know, people talk about hybrid cloud and multi-cloud, but in our research, we see, you know, the typical enterprise organization has multiple data centers. They have multiple clouds. They have multiple edge locations. And as much as everyone likes to talk about consolidation in Every study we see, it's almost as if the world becomes more and more disaggregated as we move forward. So these are, these are big problems, and they're problems that will only become larger as we move forward. Data sprawl is an absolute challenge that every organization uh, faces. As globalization continues to grow, as digitalization continues to uh, be more and more transformative, I think that challenge only gets harder, not easier. And this tied to the whole concept of data democratization makes that even a, a more of an impossible task. If you think about it from a IT management or a technology perspective and how do you govern and how do you manage that? Piyush, this has been great. You know, I, I think we're running up on time, but I do have one final question. I call this podcast, The Bigger Truth in Tech, because my goal is to really, you know, identify key takeaways for IT leaders as they think about how they develop their strategy moving forward. What is the one key takeaway when you think about the future of data democratization and control that IT leaders that are really at the forefront of this could act or need to start thinking about today? So best practices that we've seen are mitigate the silos that exist across the organization to be able to truly develop one holistic approach to data management, ensure that there is enough adequate knowledge of the data, ensure that there is an understanding of where it resides, what's in it how it's being accessed, because those are fundamental plumbing requirements in order to get to that next stage. And once you get to these aspects, then driving that into a more mature management and intelligent management and intelligent governance of the data leads you down the path to be able to support where we believe data democratization is going in the coming quarters and years ahead. Uh, I like that. It's great advice. It's something that, you know, we continue to see organizations needing to move towards, you know, break out of our siloed mentalities and start understanding data, you know, focusing on, on data at a higher level. And I think that's valuable information. Piyush, I, I know you have to go. I want to thank you so much for your time. I also want to thank all of our listeners. This was a great conversation. Uh, to check out more insights from ESG, please visit us at our website, esg-global.com. You can find me on Twitter at Scott underscore S-I-N. Also, please rate and review the podcast. That would help me out. Uh, that's all we have for today, folks. Thanks for listening.